Mom, do it in a minute. Mom, said I'll take the garbage out in a minute. Living in your parents' basement? Or divorced and paid in child support for four kids, three of which aren't even yours. But you thought you'd be progressive and adopt them. And now your ex is making you pay because she already took everything, including your soul. Always wanted your own podcast? Well, I've got some news for you, pal. Download the Anchor.fm app. It's free and easy to use. A couple of touches of buttons, and it pretty much does all the work for you. With it uploading to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other listening platforms, your ex Karen is going to find your podcast about how much of a bee she really is in no time. And when she gets mad and wants to speak to the manager, you know that manager is you. And that's one thing she can never take away from you. Anchor.fm, why not give it a try? You can make money off of it. And by the way, Check out the B&B Sports Show podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of Ben's MMA Corner. Your host here, you guessed it, Ben. And this is brought to you by the B&B Sports Show podcast, which is now becoming the Ben and Brian Show. Well, ladies and gentlemen... We have UFC 250 just aired the other night, and what can I say? It was highlighted by the fight of the championship of the featherweight man and lioness Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. We're going to kick this off with the start of the main card that set the tone for the entire night. What an amazing fight that was. First fight. A1 then versus Sean O'Malley. Uh, just ended up being a round one KO. Uh, Sean O'Malley hit a right straight that just land fucking clean and clean Eddie Wineland's clock. Knocked him the fuck out. Uh, <clears throat> looked to be the KO of the night. Shit, I thought it made me KO of the year. It was a walk-off knockout. Stunned everybody that witnessed it live. Uh, and everybody that watched it on PPV. But it ended up getting unseated by a fight coming up. I uh, will tell you about here in a minute. Um, but yeah, uh, just crazy. What a fight that was. What a right. What a, I mean, it blew my mind. Probably blew yours too. Next fight. Uh, we had a fight between Neil Magny and Anthony Rocco Martin. And that was a welterweight bout won by Neil Magny via decision. <clears throat> Next fight was the Bantamweight fight between Aljamain Sterling and Corey Sanhagen. Uh, basically, this fight was a pretty dominant performance by Aljamain. Uh, he came out very strong. He put a lot of pressure on Corey and took his back right away, locked him up in a body lock, body triangle, took him straight to the ground from there, pretty much was working him in the submission. At first, it looked like he was going to have him submitted, but then you realize he was just on his chin and hurting him. Uh, he let go of it a little bit. Corey kind of got out. Uh, but then 
being so fresh as he was, still not letting go of that body triangle, just taking the fucking air out of him so you couldn't really have a whole lot of fights. Uh, and then just gave up the neck and got choked out. Wow. Submitted. He almost got choked completely out. Uh, very dominant performance by Ashmin. And that will bring us to the fight I was kind of mentioning earlier. Um, Co-main event of the evening, which was a Bantamweight fight between Rafael Asuncao and Cody No Love Carpenter. <clears throat> First, I'd like to say it was odd to me at the start because I didn't, you know, from what happened prior to this with Cody, um, he was on a three-fight losing streak, all via KOs, um, two of them by way of TJ Dillashaw and one by Pedro Munoz. <clears throat> he, he was still the favorite of the fight, and Asuncio was uh, fourth-ranked, uh, while Garber was ninth-ranked, uh, and on a three-fight losing streak. It seems really odd that Garbrandt was the favorite, but Garbrandt would later go on to prove the fact that why he was favored. And let's just say that the first round was a pretty close battle. Uh, it was pretty fast. Uh, Garbrandt looked to be his old form right away. Uh, people could tell fast, evasive. Uh, they traded a lot of blows back and forth throughout the first round. Uh, second round started off, it was looking even closer on the cards between the two. And then at the fact that end of round two, a fucking buzzer beater of a fucking knockout by Cody Garbrandt, who just fucking waylaid a sense out uh, with a right. And it was crisp on the fucking button, knocked him the fuck out, okay? Sean O'Malley knockout of Wineland was pretty brutal, looked pretty good. But Sun Sao was sitting in his, they had him sitting on the stool and he fucking was slouched over still. They tried to wake his ass up for a while. Uh, Garbrandt, <coughs> Looks to be in his old form again when he was champion. Uh, fast, evasive, powerful hits. Uh, will he keep it up uh, once he gets back up into fighting even more? Top competition remains to be seen. But at this point, you guys could be a judge and go ahead and uh, lay it on me in the comments too. Uh, what you think? Do you think Garbrandt's back to himself? Uh, will he remain consistent and on a win streak? Did he get rid of his old demons? Because before he'd fight and he was just fighting with a lot of emotion. Like he's, especially with the Dillashaw thing, they had that whole camp board. Uh, him, they had thinking that Dillashaw betrayed him, them camp, and that whole thing seemed like he got a little too emotional too wrapped up in it and who knows maybe he moved on uh got it out of system back to his old self so now the main car the main event of the evening 
which was a featherweight bout between the default trademark. I just came up that shit. Default, the greatest female fighter of all time, Amanda Valanis Nunes. She took on Felicia Spencer in what appeared to be a very dominant performance by Amanda Nunes. She just, she just ran the show. I mean, she fucking dominated her on stand-up, took her down quick, was pounding on her. Uh, it was very, very one-sided. Uh, it ended up being a decision, but there was no doubt in anybody's mind who won. There was no what else, what nots that some fights have where some people are like, well, he won, uh, oh, no, he won, or she won, and whatever. There's no dispute, no disparagement between it. She dominated the fuck out of it. She is by far the greatest female fighter of all time. Uh, I'm gonna have, I'm saying it now. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you agree with me for the fact that she's on this fucking train that just isn't gonna get derailed anytime soon. For me, anyways, I feel that's the case. Uh, I mean. Who, who's, who can stop her? Who's next? Uh, she's two weight class champ. Uh, I can't think of anybody in either class that could fucking even come remotely close and then beating her. Unless it, but you know, the MMA game with a lucky knockout could possibly do it. But I don't see that happening in the foreseeable future at all. Uh, very down performance. It was pretty, pretty crazy night. Um, possibly the government knockout, obviously, is the knockout of the night. Possibly up to this point, it is the knockout of the year candidate. Um, with all the other fights that are coming up, it's remained to be seen. Keep in mind, we still have the fight island card coming up uh in the foreseeable future apparently it might be ufc 251 it could be that close with all this pandemic bullshit going on it'll be hard to tell if it is or not uh, i'll be excited you know cue the fucking mortal combat theme song right baby fight island i mean everybody's everybody's thinking this Everybody's seen the first Mortal Kombat movie where they went to the island. Just had the fuck combat. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to the next topic, we have news in the MMA world. Um, UFC, obviously. Uh, John Jones and Jorge Masvidal have both been on a Twitter exchange with Dana White about money um when uh you first was catch i was first scoping out things on twitter with john jones he had a a feud a ver verbal feud on twitter between himself and francis nagano it looked to be it was gonna be a heavyweight bout john jones was gonna break from the light heavyweight step up class and fright Francis Nagano. Uh, everybody's seen that. Everybody thought that was going to happen. Then all of a sudden, at left field, uh, 
he starts fighting with Dana White. Uh, at first, it was uh, the only thing I saw at the moment was it's crazy how he's lying about this. I've never asked for that much money of this ever before. Um, they were going back and forth, apparently. Uh, Dana White's suggesting that, or stating, I should say, that John Jones was asking way too much money that he should get as a UFC fighter. Uh, John Jones obviously disagrees and a released pay salary on that pay salary. Yeah, pay, pay salary per fight uh, uh, released of John Jones's history of how much money he's made. And as, as fighters and how much the UFC, I feel, generates in pay-per-view earnings, it doesn't seem like a whole lot, especially John Jones. John Jones is the most dominant fighter. I mean, obviously, I just talked about Amanda Nunes, but besides her, uh, John Bones Jones is the most dominant light heavyweight there is in history, in history of UFC. He, the only loss on his record is a disqualification which he was fucking completely dominating that match. It happened to be illegal elbows he threw down his first Matt the Hammer Hamill, but it wasn't, wasn't even going to be close. If he didn't catch the DQ, there's no fucking way Hamill could have came back. It was a dominated performance by Jones. And I know a lot of you are like, well, what about Dominic Reyes' fight? I feel like he lost to Dominic Reyes. Uh, it was, I mean, it was back and forth. It was a good performance by Reyes, don't get me wrong. But if you're leaving it to the judges as what-ifs, I mean, it's hard It's hard to win and it's hard to go against, you know, the champ, I'd say. For me, anyways. Like, if it was, like, a dominating decision, like Amanda Nunes just had defended her belt, if Reyes dominated Jones like that, then I could see it being an overturn. You know, he wins the by heavyweight championship. It's too close. Uh, Jones, I felt, had some good hits and good shots. And, you know, that, Reyes did too. Don't get me wrong. It was a good fight. Uh, but on that, uh, <coughs> so with the uh, feuding over the money, uh, John Jones related released a tweet stating that he is going to relinquish the light heavyweight belt and step away from UFC, actually demand and release from the UFC. Uh, is he going to follow through with it? So far, it seems like it is. It sounded like he did, but I don't know. You, you get that. I didn't, I didn't shit. Uh, Conor McGregor who also just came in the news, uh, retiring again. Uh, that's why I said, did he really or did he really not? Because obviously everybody knows McGregor has retired 5,000 fucking times and came back every time. I'm fighting, I'm not fighting, I'm fighting, I'm not fighting. I'm Irish, I don't give a fuck, okay? I don't give a fuck about you. I'm retiring because I have a lot of money. I'm coming back. Came back and then he had that fight with Cerrone and fucking dominated Cerrone. It's, it was an interesting thing to see Cowboy 
get dismantled like that because Cowboy is a fucking, he's a stable fighter in UFC. He is a stronghold. He's a tough fucking guy. And to see how he lost like that to McGregor is, I was insane. Um, McGregor looked like he was in the line to fight whoever this, the winner between Nurkadamedov and Justin Gaethje. Uh, is it because he just wants a money fight or he wants to fight Nurmagomedov? Why can't I say that right? Nurmagomedov. Is it because he wanted to fight him right away and that Gaethje should take a fucking backseat because I'm Conor Fuka McGregor? Um, is that why he retired? I don't know. Uh, maybe he'll release more statements saying why he retired. And of course, six months fucking later, he'll be unretired and fighting again. And also, Jorge Masvidal has been in a Twitter battle with Dana White as well, talking about how he isn't getting paid enough either. Um, he's also demanded release from the UFC. Uh, is this going to be the start of a trend? Is more fighters going to come out and say, hey, look, we don't have this fighters union. We're not getting paid near as much as we fucking think we should is it going to be a start of maybe people negotiating better contracts on their behalf getting better earnings uh could be it could be the start of this uh or dana white just says fuck you to both of you let them both go which i i just don't see that happening i mean he's obviously going to say you're more welcome back if you want to come back under my terms, but if not, that's remained to be seen because they're two of the biggest uh, polarizing people. You know, John's the greatest light heavyweight of all time. Or he massive doll with the fastest knockout in UFC history with that fucking flying knee that just boom. Pasted Ben Askren and they gave him two extra on the two piece with the three piece soda. Uh, highlight my trailer if you've seen it. That was a fucking crazy knockout. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he lets him go or if he actually finally caves and says, like, eh, okay, I'll start paying anymore. Uh, speaking of retired fighters, not staying retired. Another fighter by the name of Alexander the Mahler Gustafson is coming out of retirement to fight in the heavyweight division against Fabricio Verdun. Not an easy fight to start off with your heavyweight battle, um, but I feel Alexander is up to the challenge. Um, obviously, the increase in weight, he's not going to cut weight. I don't know how much he even cuts to get to 205. I don't know what his walk-on rate is. Weight is at the top of my head. He's going to generate more power. He's got great stand-up. Uh, I feel he could be a force to reckon within the heavy division. I feel like he's got some good reach, and he's got some good stand-up skills to uh, stack up against all the other guys, um, even Stipe. Uh, Stipe obviously has very powerful hands 
and can knock a motherfucker out. Uh, Stipe, a, a great champion, uh, good fighter. Um, Alexander be remain to be seen if he's great at uh, <clears throat> if he's great at the heavyweight division. I think he can maintain it. All right, we'll see. And also, this brings me to other news, unrelated to uh, UFC, obviously. Um, yet another fighter who is coming out of retirement for another fight. Uh, everybody knows uh, it's been in big fucking news the past few months, a uh, couple months, I should say. Uh, Iron Mike Tyson is coming back for a boxing match. At the ripe young age of 53. Nostalgia, you know, you're gonna, everybody's pumped about it. Living back to the glory days of when uh, Iron Mike was just fucking knocking motherfuckers out. Uh, is he gonna be back to that killer Mike back then? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the video, there's a viral video that's out of him sparring does look hella good it, it does he looks fast he looks like he could still i mean he could still tune my ass up that you know that's goes without saying it's iron fucking mike but uh versus an, another boxer is still who's younger than him i don't know uh it is, it'll be remain to be seen would it be would I be stoked to see Iron Mike knock a motherfucker out? Yes. I'd be I'd be kind of excited. The fact is, if he comes out and he just fucking destroys this guy, are we gonna see Iron Mike stay, you know, as a stable of just picking big name fights, you know, not just obviously not going back for the fucking title again. Uh, but he could just pick out big name fights, big name draws, pick choose, you know. I don't know, be interesting. Interesting to see that for sure. And I know a lot of you guys probably feel the same way. Oh, Iron Mike coming back with a vengeance. <clears throat> so anyways, uh, I guess that really kind of concludes this week's episode. I shouldn't say this week's episode this episode uh i'll be updating you with more as more fights come to happen um i'll be going over different types of mma not only ufc but a vast majority will be ufc because that's really kind of what's going on and that's kind of what's happening with those all the covid bullshit um it's really kind of the sport that's still a sports back is still happening uh as you wait, obviously, you know me from B&B Sports Show podcast, how me and Brian talk about NFL quite extensively. Um, here in some of our older episodes in Anchor, we also talk about college football. And <clears throat> really, this concludes this episode. Thanks for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't yet. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this UFC 250 card that just happened. And possibly let me know if you have an excitement for this Fight Island that's coming up. 
Uh, let me know in the comments below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm your host, Ben, and this has been Ben's MMA Corner.